Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Afternoons for Master Builders Association of Victoria. Get expert legal support. Become a Master Builders Victoria member today. Just quickly through the temper text line, which is in, well, I'd fair to say it's in meltdown. Uh, thank you, Ali, for your beautiful words. Uh, good to be back on. Yeah, don't haters, Ali. That's, we live with that. Uh, cricket didn't create a crowd because it was during the day. And there was no flashing lights in the stadium to keep the West Australians amused. Good point. Good point. Day-night test match, we could have actually seen a decent stadium. Pity the MCG doesn't follow suit. Isn't that a tired old venue? Anthony says, are you happy Ross the boss is at Moorabbin? Ah, oh, not really. Leopard's got to change its spots. Uh, I'm not happy with their list, and I think he's going to have to do his, weave some magic. But he's a super coach. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the, the, the best of all time. When you speak to all the Saints people who are in the media, said he's uh, one of the best tacticians going around. So let's hope he can translate that to on-field for the Saints in the years to come. Goss from Troy of Glen Iris. Can you shed any light why Australia is playing some home tests outside of the country in Perth? Nice. Troy, very good for you, Troy, because some of your sense of humour is pretty poor normally. So well done. And Hudson, thank you. Come on, get to the bit where you tell us how good the Eagles will be again this year. I was going to do that, Hudson, because I do think they're going to have a, a very good year. I think they'll rebound strongly while some will disappoint. One man who won't disappoint is Mick Ablett. He's a draft analyst and was part of Fox Footy's coverage during the draft phase, and he's been kind enough to give us a call as all the young men enter their first preseason on AFL lists. He's been kind enough to join us on 1116 SEN Afternoons. Tim Gossage in for Sam Hargraves, who's in for Dwayne Russell. Mickey, appreciate your time. Afternoon, Goss. How are you, mate? I've got it right. I've only been in the chair half now, and I've seemed to have upset Victoria. (laughs) Yeah, well, mate, I I know how that feels, because I think I got referred to as a Mexican multiple times when I came from Victoria to WA. So... (laughs) I sympathise with you. Uh, all good. Hey, just in, in, in simple terms for the draft, I mean, I, I loved it. I, I loved the draft and I was, I was sort of who was – I loved all the posturing. I enjoyed watching it over the couple of days. I loved the rookie follow-ups and I've already started to see some supplementary uh, players have been put on since. Of course, some some experienced Liam Shields found himself at North Melbourne. But just on the kids alone, um, Mick, just were you – was there any one or two players that didn't get drafted – that you've sat down over the last three or four days and gone, wow, how did that go so wrong for them? Yeah, well, first of all, you're spot on. It was a, a really exciting couple of days and now we're seeing the pictures start to emerge of players hitting the track and in their new, their new colours and amongst their new teammates, which, you know, it is. I, I've made this comment before. It's like Christmas for me. I love seeing young men uh, realise their dreams and, and get an opportunity at the top level, but... To your point about players that missed out, there's always um, hard luck stories and, and I really feel for these young men that, that do miss the opportunity at 18 years of age. But the positive is that uh, we're now seeing a lot of mature age players taken and given opportunities at, at 22, 23, 24 years of age. So 
the dream is certainly not over, but for some of those guys, Mitchell Kotkowski was a young man that played in big country's midfield, and he was sort of the one-two punch with uh, Jai Clark, who we saw go to the Cats um, with their first selection. And I was very surprised he didn't make his way on to an AFL list, whether it was through the national draft or or even on through a rookie list. So um, I certainly felt for him, but I think I think he'll bounce back um, from all reports. He's an outstanding young man and and got very very good character. So his opportunity might take a little bit longer to come. And uh, the other one, I guess I was surprised not to see get on onto a list was um, Ethan Phillips, a mature age player that won the uh, the most promising VFL player for the year. Uh, I just thought he may have, have found himself on an AFL list being a, a ready-made key defender that um, that could have stepped in and and certainly filled a hole should the need arise on um, on an AFL list, particularly for those clubs that are around the mark. Mick Ablett, draft analyst and part of the Fox Footy coverage of Draft Night, is our guest on Afternoons on SEN. If you've got a text, uh, want to ask a question about some of your kids at your clubs, Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. the Consumer Choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. So when we look at players and we look at the column of height, we look at the column of weight, and then we actually look at them in the flesh and what positions they're going to play. You look at these kids and go, I don't know how many of these boys are going to step straight in. We've, we've seen it with some. We've sort of, we saw it with the Dacos uh, last year, of course, and there's been plenty of others over the journey. What about this group? What about this group, Mick? How many of this group are we going to see make an impact round one? I think we'll see. I think we'll see a few early. I'm not not suggesting round one, but I think we'll see a few earlier. There's a couple of different elements to this. Obviously, there's the question around where the clubs at. Do they need to blood young players? Um, is question number one. And the second one is. It suits the combative types. We're a really contested game now. You've got to be able to compete and win your own ball. Um, and a lot of these guys have experience senior football. So, you know, to the first part of that response, you look at the likes of George Wardlaw, Harry Sheasel that have arrived at North Melbourne. Now, we know North have got to blood the kids. They've got to bring that elite talent through. They've got to start to expose them. And the, the sooner they can get 20, 30, 40 games into these young men, uh, the quicker they'll bounce back and, and start to make their way up the ladder. And then we get to players like Ruben Jinby at West Coast, Matthias Filippo, um, even a Jai Clark. So you've got a couple of guys in that mix that I mentioned that have tasted senior football, at, whether it's in the sample, the waffle, and then, you know, the likes of a Jai Clark who are just super combative, contested, and have, have already proven that they can stand up um, and play contested footy at a, at a really high level. So I'd expect to see quite a number of these players uh, feature early in the season. And even when you look at the balance of the list, I, I talk about a young man, um, Oliver Hollands, and you know, what a Carlton need. OK, a bit of outside class, bit of run, someone that can, can carry the ball and, and get on the outside of a Cripps or a Sam Walsh and, and George Hewitt and the like. So... Um, it just really gets back to where the club's position, what do they need, you know, to um, to to start to really progress and move forward early in the season. And I just think the way these young men are prepared these days, their their ability to step in and play senior football early is a real credit 
to them and to also their their state league clubs that have um, have just been outstanding in in moving forward and and in so so great in the the personal development both on field and off field. Plenty of interest on our text line. Brendan wants to know um, about Lockie Cow and how do you think he'll have an impact at Carlton taking pick 30 from Tassie? Yeah, first of all, you know, I thought Tassie had a sensational draft. I mean, you you look at a a state like Tasmania and if they can produce two AFL talents a year, that's basically what we need at AFL level for the game to be healthy now. I just thought they had an outstanding draft and, and full credit to uh, to the Apple Isle. And Lockie Cowan, and along with, you know, some of the other Tasmanian prospects, they tend to be a lot more mature, both physically and mentally, uh, and have the, the ability to play, as I mentioned, that contested brand of footy. So they don't shy away from from that really hard, contested nature of um, a footy that's played down in Tassie, some through conditions uh, where it's a little bit wetter down there and, and it's more suited to that brand. But they also had the exposure through the NAB League competition this year, which um, I'm a huge rap for Tassie being back in uh, at that level of competition and then obviously through the Allies. So I could see Lockie Cowan um, pushing and, and really putting a case forward to uh, to earn selection, maybe around the middle of the year uh, to the back end of the year. I just, I think he's certainly ready to go. Phil of Abbotsford says, uh, can you ask Mick, uh, will the Hawks rue miscalculating the Swans bid on Cooper Vickery? He's got 150 games in him. What's your thoughts there? Because everyone's not going to get it right all of the time, uh, Mick. So, um, I mean, it's harsh call and, and the proof will be, in that eating of the pudding, of course. Tell us a bit about uh, of the Cooper Vickery situation, Sydney and Hawthorne. Yeah, look, I don't think uh, the Hawks missed. I-, I thought Sydney were really savvy and they obviously uh, valued him quite high in the draft. And we saw that new rule come in where clubs are unable to match bids on NGA prospects in the first 40 selections. So unfortunately, Hawthorne weren't in a position uh, to match Sydney's bid. I think you'll find if if that rule hadn't have existed, he'd be on Hawthorne's list. I know they really rated him. They value him as a talent. Um, but at the same time, I love the evenness now. And, and we don't want to see compromised drafts. And I think we're starting to get to a point where, you know, we're seeing clubs develop talent like Cooper Vickery. Um, but obviously, when they develop them to a high enough level, that uh, they could possibly get selected to go anywhere in the country. So... Look, Hawthorne, Hawthorne got a young man, and I didn't mention him before, um, Cam McKenzie. He's another one that yeah. I think we'll see early in season 2023 because this kid's just an outstanding prospect, and, and he and Will Ascroft both showed um, that they're more than competent of playing against against bigger bodies, and, and he's got a great balance, Cam McKenzie, of inside and outside footy. So the Hawks will be disappointed. The Swans got their man. They rated him, um, as I say, quite highly on the draft board, and and he'll he'll probably get more of an opportunity to to bide his time at VFL level and develop um, back at a state league level, and only due to the fact that the Swans are obviously a very very strong team and and a very young team. A lot of uh, texts coming through. We won't be able to get to all of them, but keep them coming, and we appreciate all the interest. On, of course, the Footy Wings temper text line. Uh, this one, Tyson from Essendon. This is a bit more generic, Mick, but I reckon you might have an opinion on this. Michael Tuck played 100 games of resis before cracking it. 
in the big league. Will we ever see that again? Or do players get moved on after a couple of years and clubs don't have enough space on smaller lists now to uh, basically uh, hang in there? There's a few odd, odd exceptions, of course, where blokes have been on lists for three and four years before we see them. What's your thought process there in regards to getting young boys on and giving them three or four years running around in the lower leagues? Yeah, it's an interesting question, and it's it's one that I think society's changed, hasn't it, Goss? Like, not just from a football perspective, but we're a, we're in a hurry now, um, <laughs> and we we want to see these kids play, and we expect them because they are such good people um, and such talented footballers that we want to see them impact early, and we all tend to get a little bit impatient. But um, again, it depends where your club's at. Um, I, I actually. Just by chance, had a missed call yesterday. It was a pocket dial, but ended up having a chat to Lloyd Meek, um, the former Frio Ruckman. And, you know, he was someone that couldn't even crack a game in, in Peel senior team, being the, um, you know, the feeder team and the reserves team to Fremantle over here in the Waffle. He was actually in Peel's reserves um, only a couple of years ago. Spent five years on Frio's list and, you know, all of a sudden... In the last 12 to 18 months, he, he really broke out and showed that he was um, an AFL player. And so he's one that that fits that bill and and did bite a lot of time uh, back at state league level. And, and then all of a sudden, the next thing, we had every man and their dog um, chasing after him because he, he looks a really promising ruckman for the future. So we still will see those players that do spend some time and, and really develop their craft back at state league level. But as I say, um, I don't think we'll see it to the extent of, of a Michael Tuff type situation. And uh, a little bit of that is, is a, on a really positive note, again, is the way that these players are prepared these days, that they're, they're ready to step in a lot of the time and, and play early, providing that, um, that their bodies are, are physically ready to handle AFL football. Almost out of time, Mick. But last one for you, and this has been a common one that's coming on the uh, on the text line, of course. Can we ask about Blake Dury, the number one in the rookie draft, went to went to North Melbourne, of course. Apparently the male is very strong, that he's one that sort of uh, will is certainly impressing so far at, at North Melbourne, albeit he's only been there a very short time. Yeah, we call it a, um, call it a rookie list, don't we? But I think that term's well and truly done. I think it's just a, an extension of, of the, the primary list now because we see so many rookies get, upgraded onto the main list and play just as quickly and, and sometimes ahead of guys that got taken in the national draft. Uh, Blake Drury, look, I saw him play during the year. I love his energy and he's got a couple of different strings to his bow. He, he didn't look out of place when he got up around the midfield. Um, he's certainly not just a, a lively small forward, although he's fantastic in, in that particular role on the ground. But he's got great leadership qualities that would have been difficult for him to, to sit back over two days and be overlooked, as I'm sure he had aspirations to to go through the national draft. But again, he was co-captain of Vic Metro, so he's a, a very mature, uh, high-character type of person. And he's landed at the perfect football club in North Melbourne because I think Clarko's ready to see this young talent play. I think he's a young man that will really work his butt off. He'll earn the respect of his coaches and his teammates and don't be surprised if, if we do see him in season 2023 and really bringing some energy and, um, you know, and some pace to the North Melbourne midfield and, and inside uh, attacking 50, that's for sure.
Thanks for your insight, Mick. Always great to have you talk about uh, the young kids and uh, and answer the questions of our listeners, and we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll chat again soon, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time too, guys. All the best. Mick Abler, draft analyst and part of the Fox footy coverage. Absolute ripper. Let's get a break away. Don't forget, Lost in the Wash, Identifiber, your specialist in asbestos and hazardous materials and assessments. Afternoons for Masters Builders Association of Victoria.